What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What's going on, my friends? I've got a best of the podcast episode. I'm taking time off. I said, that's it, man. But I'm working a little ahead, getting these done. You know, so you got something to listen to while you're farting around doing your thing. So, yeah, here you go. I appreciate you for checking out the Eric Zane Show podcast. Now, as you know, this free podcast is brought to you by amazing sponsors that have allowed me to do what I have been able to do. So thank you this time around to A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. You guys are the best. Thank you so much for being part of the Eric St. Show podcast. If you need anything heating and cooling related, that's who you call in West Michigan. A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. To get your car fixed, you go to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. You know, like in 25 years, not even, probably 10 years, I guess we're going to all be in electric vehicles or something. Isn't that what I keep hearing? Oh, well. You're going to take it to Irvine's. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. 616-532-6600. They are the best servicing domestication, European models. None of that Volkswagen BS. We'll see you at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, E-R-V-I-N-E-S, Irvine's.com online. Good morning. Hi, Dad. How are you? I'm well. How about yourself? Well, I'm not well, but I'm well. <laughs> You're alive. I'm alive. <clears throat> and I got my arm. You know what's crazy is uh, when when something like this happens to a person, like in your case, I mean, normally when you pick up your phone, you can hear a real brightness in your voice. You know, hello, everybody. You're like that. But I don't have it today? No, no, it's not there. You're see, well, it's because you're in you're you're in you're in some discomfort. So yes, I am. you know, I th- I think that's acceptable. It's okay for you to not be bright all the time. I mean, you had something very very traumatic happen to you. Yeah, but it's really not so much of that. It's not the restrictions that comes in that I can do this and I can't do that. I can't do that. That that starts irritating me. You know. Yeah. You're a little down. Yeah, that's what it not is. A lot. Yeah, you're you're a lot down. But, but I, um, thank God for uh, my wife that she gives me the laugh once in a while. Hey, good day. Hey, good days are coming. This is only oh, temporary. I'm sure of that. This is only temporary. Before you know it, you're going to be back on that saw. Yeah. No, saw's gone. <laughs> oh, really? I know. I know. I'm just being stupid. Oh. Yeah. So. Oh, she says I got a different saw. That saw can't even cut cut mustard. Uh, Megan, Megan says Megan is a sweet listener. He says that you can still do the shocker. I'm I'm not sure what the shocker is. Do you know what that is? No. What is the shocker? I, Joanne? I, I, Joanne, do you know what the shocker is? No. Okay. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what that is either. It's weird. That was uh, Megan. She, I think it's some type of maneuver you can do with your hand. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Well, what I don't it, know. I don't know. Anyway, um, so, Dad, you know, I since this happened, I never really asked you, how did it all go down? What do you remember? Well, I had a piece of board on my table saw cutting a precision cut. Uh-huh. Uh, it has a gizmo that I can press it with. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it was I like a, a piece, yeah. And I had a piece of board that I can put on top of it so it doesn't back up on me. Yeah, and everything is going, but it became hard, and I really don't remember why my hand went low enough, and at the same time that wood kicked back, ah. exposed the blade that is cutting. Yes. And then my hand being low enough, whether it was a natural reaction that I went down to hold it down oh. or what, I don't know. Uh-huh. I can't remember that. Okay, so it is. But I knew that I got hit. All right. 
And immediately I was able to shut that whole thing down. And when oh. I looked at the fingers, I saw what's going on. Oh. I shot all the lights and all that. I was coherent enough to do all everything in the garage. I secured, shut the door, and my hands are squeezing it. Oh. Uh, poor thing. Out. You poor, poor thing. Dad, well, uh, so, all right. That was uh so that was it, you know, and it uh that 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 uh was so this was saw kickback had something to do with it. Yes it was. Okay. And it was a very precision cut, very close to the board that yeah. holds everything intact. All right. So then off you so, go. We start this process. Doctors had to, so now you is it your is it your left hand or your right hand? I'm a right handed. It, Oh, this is a left hand that they got injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very fortunate. Okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, Jesus. I can, I can pick my nose with the other hand. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it. So now you're going to be, so if I go to shake your hand, are you going to, wait, it, it's your left hand. So, but if you were to ever grab my hand, it would, you'd feel like somebody when you, you have you ever shake somebody's hand and they were missing a finger? It always, no. it's a little bit disconcerting, but anyway. Oh, uh, this, uh. I don't know what's going to be like. It's all bandaged up. I can't see what's going on. Well, so today, tomorrow is the day that he, hopefully he's yeah. removing all this, so I can have a take a good look at it. When uh, they took, they yeah. took off part of a finger. I don't oh, know which finger it geez. is. So now instead of a high five, you can give like a a, a, a high three. Yeah, a high <laughs> a high four and two thirds. Yeah. Right. They took my ring ring cut part of the ring finger off. Oh, man. Well, um, everybody's pulling for you. You know, uh, it's unfortunate, but uh, you're going to come back and you're going to be as good as new. Hey, I'm, I'm not uptight with that. Yeah. I really am not. It, it is what happened. Yeah. It is what it is, and uh, I got to learn to operate with whatever I got. So, um, you know, a, a lot of times people, uh, uh, if they they go through a period, because that was how you would spend a lot of your time, and that was part of your um, – your own little personal culture was doing, yeah, it was. You know, was doing fun things like that. So I think now we need to put our heads together and to keep your mind busy, we got to come up with some fun things that you can do that are fun, but not like, um, but they, they can't put you in any danger, you know? Well, I know one thing I can do, but I cannot afford it. Yeah. I want to go to a casino all the time. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Bridgewood Church here that disowned yeah. me. Yeah, so yeah, if you, yeah, I don't think you're not. I don't think you're supposed to do that. But if you if you do decide to break the rules, I would love to take you. No, I won't be doing that. Honey. Okay, good. Um, well, you know, maybe like uh, play Scrabble. I don't know. Read. No, reading's out. I know you're not. You're not that's, too much. That's not my forte. But I, I'll have to do something. All I right. can play some games on a computer. <clears throat> but then again, how much of that can you do? I don't know, man. I know people that play way too much, like your grandson, Jim. Maybe you could get good at some of those games. Oh, boy. No, no, thank you. <laughs> hey, you know what uh, I, I discovered the day after I got home? I all of a sudden couldn't swallow anything. I said, what the hell? And it's painful. No, it was when I was in the hospital. I said, what the hell is going on with my throat? You know, wow. I'm like, I called. They put this huge tube in your mouth and your throat. Did you know that? Uh, no, no, I didn't even know that that was uh, part of they your... Keep a, they keep an open tube airway. airway, so in case they have to pour things in there. Oh, boy. So that was... Uh, it then was, they pull it out when you leave, you know? Yeah, it, it kind of irritates it, so that's why it was... Ooh, it's so you, still sore. You mean you had it in there, you didn't even know it? No, I didn't know I had it in there. So when they operated on you, did they put you under? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. The guy says, count till five. I remember saying one. <laughs> Isn't that right? I was gone. Isn't that weird? Oh, yeah. my God. Well, all right. Um, anyway, hey, this is no longer going to be a conversation piece. I'm sick of it. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I understand. All right, we're, we're going to flush it right now. It's, That's right. It's flushed. Down right. the tube. Unless of... Unless, of course, there's a question that has to do with it, but I don't think there oh, is. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, let, um, <laughs> Mark writes... you got some messages for me. Yeah, Mark writes this. Uh, Meathead, 
My wife and I recently bought a cottage up north. It's super exciting, but a lot of work at the same time. Do you have any advice in regards to closing it up before we leave after the weekend? Repairs, tips, tricks, or any other advice that would make our cottage even more enjoyable? Thanks, Meathead. Sign Mark. Mark, you just talked about something that is very dear to me. I had the same situation when we bought a piece of property. Now, here's the advice that I give you. Uh-huh. First of all, don't go gung-ho and crazy and do all kinds of changes right away. Take one item at a time that you want to change or repair. Uh-huh. Depends on the time that you have to spend over there. Now, if this cottage is a cottage that has bedrooms and so forth, that's ideal idea to work on. Take your time. Plan on the things that you're going to do. Ask questions from someone else that has a cottage, has done some things. Don't be ashamed that you don't know what you're doing. Information is a wonderful thing. Yes, Yes, it is. Don't spend money gung-ho on doing repairs because something you do in a hurry, it may not suit you when you're done and look at it. Oh, my gosh, should not have done this. And I'm really happy for you for doing that because that is dear to me because I was in the same scenario. All right. Uh, Dad, so, uh, Dad, I got the big takeaway here on that one is, quote, information is a wonderful thing. Yes. Okay. All right. Very so, good. I wish you well on that. And please take your time. And don't ignore your family because you want to be there all the time to do that. <laughs> Take them with you. Let them help you. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think it's, I think that's the plan. Okay. All right. Justin writes this, Meathead. Hey, Meathead. I'm, I'm in my late 40s. I've got kids, and I work many hours a week. I still find time to work out in the gym when I can, and I really work hard at my physical fitness. Well, despite that, the other day I was changing my shirt and my wife sees me without my shirt on and she said out loud in front of the kids, oh, look at his little dad bod. Wait a minute, look at his little what? Uh, it's described as a dad bod. That's when you kind of like... Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's when you kind of get a little, uh, a little soft, you know? Yeah, okay. He writes, I was crushed. Me dead. How do I recover from this fatal blow to my self-esteem? And also... Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So, and then he says, how do I get proper revenge? Well, uh, that's not a good thing to say. Proper revenge, yeah. did he say? Yeah, he did. I don't know what he means by that. That seems stupid. But Yeah, I, that, that really doesn't make sense. Anyway, no. he's crushed. He's crushed because his wife pointed out that he's got a dad bod. Had you heard of the term dad bod before? No, I never. I just saw going to question what yeah. that is. A dad bod is like, uh, like he's, he said he was used to be really in shape. And then, you know, he might, he might have like a, uh, a spare tire or like, uh, kind of like a beer belly. Oh, so he's, uh, exercises and all that working out doesn't help him get yeah. rid of that. Right? He still works out, but he looks like garbage. Well, yeah, that's what he, and then his wife said, oh, look, you got a dad bod, and he felt bad about that. Well, actually, she was having fun with you, first of all. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm hoping that he hears this thing. Yeah, I, I am too. I think he has man boobs too. Well, that's all right. It's just part of his makeup right now. <laughs> he just has to work harder to get rid of that. Yeah, it's the way it goes. Uh, ignore that comment, and she she meant that in a good way, really, like fun way. Hey, uh-huh. look at him, hey, little chubby guy. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. She, uh, I, I, I think she still, she still loves him. Well, I'm sure. My God, yes. There's love involved in here. You've got a family and all that. None of that is changing. You're, if you're working hard enough and you're not getting results, that's another issue that you have to correct. But you have to keep on working at it. Number one, your diet's got to be controlled. That food is a number one killer of bodies to become fat. So work on that as much as you work on working out physically. You remember the time when uh, I went to see you for like Christmas or something and I walked in and you go, Eric, you are fat. 
<laughs> you must have heard, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, that's what you said. I, I could walk out and go, hey, Dad, I'm like, Eric, you are getting fat. I'm like, oh, gosh. But did it wake you up? Yeah, it sure did. I mean, if anybody can say it, you can. I don't have a problem with you saying it. <laughs> yeah, right. If an stranger said you need to be hurt. Yeah, I would always, I would always want you to tell me what's on your mind. But there's a reason, because you are fat, for instance. Other people <laughs> wouldn't say that. Of course. So tell them, that, tell them, I'd like them to hear this, really. Take that comment right there and make that as your model yeah. that you're not going to be that and you're not going to remain that. Yeah. So cut, cut, cut out on your food, cut down on your food, work out diligently, and don't spend a whole lot of time on working out because you'll be ignoring the family. But work out hard and cut out the food. Food is the number one uh, instrument of getting you fat. Okay, let me write that down. Food is the number one instrument of, get- instrument. of getting you fat. Of getting you fat. So get rid of that instrument. <laughs> Food, even Joanne's laughing. Food is the number one instrument for getting you fat. All right. So, so get that instrument and throw it out away, which means cut down on the food and yeah. do exercise. Working out is a great thing in, in life. Right. However, you can't work out like hell and sit at the table and eat like hell. Okay. Um, you know, uh, I, that comment, uh, right there, I think brought some new life into you, dad. It sounds like you're coming back and this conversation is helping you get your mind yeah, off. Yeah, it's, it's exciting that yeah. I can help somebody. Yeah, this is great. This is really great. Food is the number one instrument for getting you fat. I'm going to add that to the list of uh, great things you've said over the, uh, over the time that we've been together. Uh, yes. Okay. Now, Dad, <laughs> I'm glad I could help somebody. Nobody else says anything yeah, about it. Today, we've got information is a wonderful thing, and food is the number one instrument for getting you fat. That's right. Um, Dad, now I have pictures. I have seen pictures of you when you were still uh, when you were younger, and you were like had all these muscles. Bodybuilding. Yeah, you were bodybuilding. What were the uh, uh, exercises that you did? Did you like bench press and squat? I mean, what did you do? When I was in school, we had one little. That place was cheaper as all hell. We had no place to work and all that. Yeah. But we had one little room that had a big closet. We had equipment in there. Our equipment was made out of uh, dumbbells and barbells and uh, something that we uh, laid on and do push-ups and all that. Yeah, That's you, all we had. You had to, like, improvise. We had to improvise. There's only two of us that worked out there. We had a bag and bottle of steel from a school to get us to do that. And after the classes were over, like 4 o'clock in the evening, the school closes, We, are me and a guy named Hossein, which he built his body super duper, and he's the guy that led me into doing that. We worked out for one and a half hours, pushing weights uh, and all of that jazz. Wow. Now, what is the question on that that well, you were asking? Yeah, I was just asking, like, because I, I, I know that it wasn't like a high-tech a high tech setup. I was curious as to the... No, it was nothing but uh, a couple of sets of dumbbells, a barbell that we could add at least a wow. maximum of 150 to 200 pounds in it. You were in great shape, man. Jeez. And, uh, hey, I, I got in, I participated in uh, uh, tournaments, uh, bodybuilders, yeah. you know, and, all, and then, of course, I never uh, got anywhere, but I did have some good things going yeah, on. Yeah, I got to get those pictures, and, and can, I, can I show those to the audience at some point? If, if I got it, yeah, but I, I don't think the greatest pictures in the world. All right. Know, well, I'll, I'll, I'll go. If you want to do that, that's all right. I'll, I have no problem with that. I'll go through the photo albums when I come see you again. There isn't that many. Maybe one or two pictures. That's, all, that's all we need. That's all we need. Okay. Just remember, food is the number one. In fact, one. I got one that you should have. It's in my garage. It's in a frame, picture frame. I saw that and one. you can take a picture of that. Yeah, that's, that's all. That's, you're in your underwear. Yeah, don't put that on there. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's uh, underwear. Yeah, that's, you, uh, were, you were in your forties then. No. No. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. I don't have any of those pictures. All right. Well, maybe. Forget maybe, it. Maybe they'll turn up some sometime. I don't know. Okay. All right. 
Well, okay. Um, you're on the road to recovery. When, when's the next trip to the big doctor? Tomorrow, uh, hopefully, there's all of these bandages. You ought to see this. From my oh, I know. This is a finger still about my uh, end of the arm is uh, bandaged. What do they do with the fingertip? Do they just throw it away? I don't know. I think they cooked it. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. Part of it is gone. All so right. I have no idea what it looks like because I have not seen yep, it. Yep. All right. Well, uh, I, I, you know, everybody's pulling for you. I broke the news on Monday, and everybody is uh, is, is, is saying prayers for you, Dad, you know. and. Uh, well, thanks a lot. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, it's going to be okay. It's uh, this is it, not It'll the, be all right. Yeah, it's not hey, the end of the world. I got another hand. <laughs> yep, yep. Dad, I was just looking at some of the comments because the audience can interact with me as I'm talking to you, you know? And uh, uh-huh. uh, Kent just pointed out that you sound 100% happier after uh, after talking <clears throat> for a little while. So I think that there's a little therapy in that. So, well, thanks. He's, yeah. he's listening to this, hey? Yeah, yeah. This is, you know how we do it live now? Um, uh-huh. So, yeah, they, they can interact with you as you speak. So that's... that's His that's, name is Ken? Uh, Kent. Kenneth? Uh, yeah. Kenneth, I thank you so much for your comments. That's wonderful. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's a big supporter of yours, as we all are. I appreciate that. God bless you. Okay, guys. Well, I love you so much, okay? All right. Hey, hug the family members, and uh, hopefully we'll see you, I don't know, after or before the holidays. I so know. It's been, whenever. it's been nutty with the schedule, but at the same time. I know. That's all right. Hey, you, know, you, you know got to make a living, my friend. All right. Well, uh, as always, I, th- I thank you guys, and uh, and, I- and I'll talk to you down the road, okay? All right. Hug the family for Joanna and I. Okay, Dad. I love you. I love you too, honey. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. More of the best of the podcast. Time out. Time out on the field to talk about Van Dyke Mortgage, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. If you're in the market for a mortgage, call upon Mario and his team. Go to ericsaintshow.com, click on the emerald green Van Dyke mortgage logo, and you will be all set. That'll direct you where you need to be. Or just call Mario, 231-332-6505. And if you have to, leave a message. Please mention that you are an Eric Zane Show podcast listener, and you will be taken care of. Whether it is your first mortgage or your 10th mortgage, does not matter. He can help you. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. On with the best of the podcast. So with these four dogs here, one of the things that uh, I'm learning about Benny, the one-eyed wonder dog. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. He's Benny the wonder dog. Benny the wonder dog. Benny the one-eyed wonder dog. Gunner. Benny the one-eyed dog. Benny the one-eyed dog. Benny the one-eyed wonder dog. You know, if you play that, you got to play the hippie song, right? Stupid fucking hippie. Take a shower, hippie. Smelly shit, hippie. Smelly shit, hippie. Dirty fucking hippie. Oh, I love Gunner. I love Gunner so much. Uh, all right, so uh, where was I? Oh, Benny. Uh, the dog, I don't know if he learned this when he was in the, uh, in the uh, kill shelter in San Antonio, the killing floor. Uh, I guess you learn to fend for yourself when you're a dog that's uh, been through the ringer. But if we leave the pantry door open, we have a walk-in pantry, he will go in there, and as long as it's within uh, uh, dog reach of him, and it's in a plastic bag, he will grab it off the shelves and very, very quickly, you won't believe how fast he can do this, drag it out, excuse me, drop it, bite into the plastic and rip it. I mean, he actually like, and rips it and gets access to like whatever, bread, tortillas, chips, and just goes to town. It's so uh, so much of a race for him that if he encounters any plastic bag, Benny is going to strike quickly. And you got to get it from him or he's going to ruin it. Well, then this happened. Apparently, there uh, another dog in the house had an accident. 
upstairs. And uh, this is not uncommon. I know it sounds terrible, but a lot of times, this is a very busy household, so you see a lot of crazy stuff. The dog, one of the dogs must have taken a dump upstairs in Madison's room. So she picked it up and then cleaned the carpet and she picked it up like in a plastic bag. You know where I'm going with this, don't you? And then tied the bag and just left it outside of her door. Now her door is right across from my door where Betty usually hangs out inside of my bedroom. So just yesterday... I open up the door and he runs out and it's like he knew right where he was going. Like he knew that that bag was there. Now to him, that bag is full of, you know, uh, deliciousness, but it's full of shit. So Benny goes, he, he sprints to the bag and I don't yet know what's in the bag. And I see him grab the bag and turn around and run back into my room right by me. And I'm like, There's no way someone put a sack of shit outside of their room. Is there? There's no way, right? This all happens in an instant. And then I realize, I go, oh, no. Well, it doesn't matter if there's shit or not in there. He's going to bring that onto my bed and, and rip it open. I'd better turn around and sprint over to the bed where he now is. And he has, in fact, bit into the bag and ripped the bag exposing the shit like oh my god so now there's about to be a a, a crazy meltdown of 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 what you can only expect you know he will then bite into it unknowingly now he's not like o'neill o'neill would would eat it and not stop now benny doesn't eat poo but it doesn't matter this whole thing is is just crazy so i i i run over to the bed and i grab it before he actually gets at the fucking bag. Oh my God. Bullet dodged. Whew. Jeez. Now this is why I got these dogs. Just for these stories. It, no, I shouldn't say that. This is a side effect I have in these damn dogs. The best of the podcast rolling on. Thank you to Blue Frost IT. The managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast. More information found at bluefrostit.com or bluefrosttit.com. Dot com. Send them an email if you need more information, specifically info at bluefrostit.com, or just call them, 616-200-8550. If you need anything tech-related uh, for uh, your, in terms of managed IT service provider, or if it's a project, like, you know, you're, you're moving the office, or you're redoing everything, you're getting new tech, sit down with the pros from Blue Frost IT for a complimentary consultation, Okay. They will take care of everything. Or if you need to update the office, you know, with new network drops, things like that, all of that is available uh, on their menu of things that they offer at Blue Frost IT. 616-285-50. All right. And then there's my friends at Horizon Hydroponics, H-O-R-I-Z-E-N hydroponics.com. Love those folks. Thank you. And uh, they have four locations in uh, uh, Michigan, including two one on Alpine and Grand Rapids. One at, uh, that's the Growers Outlet in Byron Center, Michigan. Lansing and Kalamazoo for anything garden-related. Horizon Hydroponics online at H-O-R-I-Z-E-N. Hydroponics.com. Orders two fifty and over. Free shipping to anywhere in the U.S. And use the coupon code ZANGEL for 10% off. Horizon Hydroponics online at HorizonHydroponics.com. Okay, on with the best of the podcast. Posted a video on uh, ericsaintshow.com. Click on In the News. And I also put this on Facebook about the saga of the hornet's nest. Now, I, I cannot believe that this thing has gone undetected throughout the entire summer. But the bald-faced hornet, which actually technically are wasps, are aggressive and mean as shit. And you do not want these things around. They eat a lot of bugs. In addition to just all the little tiny bugs, they, they kill bees. And you, we all know that the, uh, the, everybody says you got to save the bees. You've heard that many, many times. Save the bees. Well, that and I want to save me because I walk out into the front yard and then I go, wait, what is that? It looks like a body laying in the, in the branches. That is, a, that is another bald-faced hornet nest. I had one of these last year, maybe the year before. 
And typically, they're about the size of a basketball. This is the size of a large beach ball. It was huge. And I shot video of it uh, late last week, at the end of the week, and I go, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know what is the hardest thing in the world to do? Get somebody hired to come take care of this. I called a, uh, a company. First of all, you look up this in the... I, there was a guy I had who did it last time. He charged me like 50 bucks. And uh, so, excuse me. If you're watching on the uh, on the video, there's something stuck in my teeth and it's killing me. Hang on. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I ate a damn carrot before the podcast, and it's killing me. It's all wedged up in my fucking teeth. All right. Uh, This guy did it last time. I lost the fucker's number. So I'm like, oh, shit, what am I going to do? And if you look it up in like on uh, online, you know, all of the uh, big wig pest control companies have bought all the ad space on Google. So the only ones that pop up are the big hitters who can afford that shit. So right away, I'm suspicious because all I want is like, you know, uh, Clyde's pest removal or uh, uh, hornets are us or some shit like that just some local fucker who drives like a 1984 silverado who you know uh is a is a shit kicker probably have this guy truck in from borculo or one of those backwood uh communities like that and have this dude show up here and i give him like a six pack of beer and 30 bucks and he's on his way but no, uh, you can't find that. So I start calling these numbers that show up. And, uh, you know, I, I talked to some lady at Big Wig Pest Control. And she's like, okay, well, this is what we do. Uh, for a one-time fee of $300, we can come and, uh, del- and get that out. Or we can set you up on a monthly plan where we provide you with spider control and earwig termination, not to mention ant guard. And this is all for $90 a month, a five-year contract. I'm like, what the fuck? All I want is this basketball lifted out of my tree, this beach ball. And here I am, you're, you're charging me a minimum of $300. Oh, boy. Uh, I call some other dude up in Rockford, Michigan. He, he, I finally got a hold of shit kicker mom and pop guy. And you know it's trouble when uh, it's a, it, the middle of the afternoon and it's a voicemail. Uh, this is so-and-so pest control, Buzzy's pest control. Leave a message. So you know it's only one guy and he's out in the field and he's probably not going to get back to you for about six years. And uh, I called the guy for the duration of Friday all the way to like 7, 8 o'clock at night. And I got a voicemail every damn time. So I'm like, well, fuck it. This guy's an asshole. Screw him. So um, I'm left with nothing. Finally, uh, Boring Dean reaches out to me and he goes, you know, you can, you can take care of that on your own. <sighs> and I'm like, all right, what's the story? He sends me a text and I posted it on Facebook. He goes, you must go out at midnight and you must have a flashlight, a strong flashlight so you can see. And then four cans of this specific product from Raid. It has to be Raid. Don't go cheap. And uh, more carrot in my teeth. Uh, and then and then let them have it. Don't let up. I posted that. Everybody laughed because it said it must be midnight or the wasps will or the, the hornets will turn into 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 bats. And then my uh, my son added, they get their strength from the moon or some shit like that about it. Dean writing it having to be done at midnight cracked a lot of people up. So uh, Dean wanted to make sure that we did do it well into the night. Okay. And uh, so that what happens is the uh, the hornets go back to the nest and that's when they 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 uh, rest from a busy day of getting food for the for the larva now a nest that size i'm guessing from what i read 
that we're looking at uh, two to four hundred uh, hornets in there, and it that you can die. You know, all of a sudden you've got a hundred hornet stings on you. They sting repeatedly. They're vicious. They're full of venom and aggressive as hell. You walk by it, they're going to sting you. So uh, there was some apprehension there. I went and got my four cans, and uh, Dean says, I'm at the uh, Allegan County Fair for the Demolition Derby. I'll drop by. And I wanted to go to bed. This is Saturday night. I've had a busy day, and I want to be actually in my bed by by 9 p.m. So I'm like, fuck, I don't want to wait, Dean. I'm doing it. He goes, all right, bundle up. So I did. I got two pairs of pants on. I got a hoodie, a T-shirt, a long sleeve, my Carhartt. I uh, wrap my head in scarves. I look like uh, like a Al Qaeda warrior. I put on my my shooting glasses and I had them flush up against the uh, scarves so that there was no seams as best I could. But then my glasses fogged up. I'm shooting video of this on Saturday, and uh, it's go time. I'm ready to go. I got my four cans. I'm on the porch. You can see this video, and uh, I hear meow. I'm like, what? Oh no, it's Buddy. Buddy Bobcat face is right in the front yard. He's and, and I'm like, come on, man. And Buddy wanders over to like uh, right by the porch. And he I notice he sniffs something and then he ignores it and goes and sits right next to it. And in the video, I'm like, what is next to you? Is that a is that a frog? He's seated next to a frog. I mean, like a, a big fucking frog. And the frog's not moving. I mean, what frog just sits there and what cat doesn't like swat at it? So it's like I've got two friends that are wanting to watch me get my ass lit up by these hornets. If I started out a story with this, you would think I was on acid. If I said, so I was wrapped up like an Al-Qaeda warrior with four cans of raid. I was going to go take out a hornet's nest when all of a sudden a cat and a toad and a frog watched me do my thing. You'd have me committed. But there I am, bundled up, 75 degrees out. I'm holding four cans. I brought my shotgun and my pistol just for comedy. But I didn't need that because there's a cat watching me and a frog. (laughs) So then I go, well, hold on, plot twist. I went up and I grabbed the frog. It was actually a toad, but he was big. And I'm just holding the toad right up to the camera. It was crazy funny. So then uh, Buddy Bobcat face wanders away. <sighs> kind of took the edge off. I set the frog down so, or the toad down so he could watch me. And then it was time. I got a headlamp on so that my hands can be free. I got uh, uh, two cans. I'm spraying the cans. I got more cans in my pocket, one on the ground. And uh, I got to do it all. Dean says, empty them. Empty the clip. Empty the clip. Apparently, the, the one hole at the bottom of the nest is what they build. One way in, one way out. So he goes, what will happen is you spray the nest and the hundreds of the wasps or the hornets will go to the entrance, which is just about the size of like a butthole. And that's opened. So a gapy, goatsy-like butthole. And then they'll die instantly and they'll block the entrance. It's going to look like uh, uh, the outside of a, of a great white concert. Ooh, oh boy. Probably 4% of you get that reference. I don't even want to say joke. But anyway, so all the fans of the band Great White are going to be at the entrance dead from the spray. So now those fuckers can't get out. So you just keep pouring it in there and the fumes and whatever seeps in and then you spray the whole nest with four cans of this shit and then it's going to it's gonna kill them. Now, I watched some Rube uh, do this, but he then uh, poked a hole in the side of the damn thing and sprayed inside the hole. I'm not going to do that. Dean said he's destroyed many of these because he's he like uh, he's, he cuts down a lot of trees. He encounters this all the time. Uh, so I sprayed the hole. Uh, great white fans fill up the entrance. Everybody dies inside. And uh, then I soaked the thing. And then it, there was so much liquid that I think I punched a hole in the side because on the video, you'll see one get out. And he comes out right towards my face. And I went, whoa, I dropped the can and I bolted. I was gone. 
Uh, as soon as I sat down, everybody was like, go back out there, go back out there. I was like, no, eat shit and die. There is no way I am going back out there. Man, I went back uh, yesterday, looked at it. I saw one scraggler kind of sw- uh, circling. I, you know what? I felt a little sad because of this. And uh, I don't know why. It's because I'm such a, a, a puss. I get, uh, I get like, I, I didn't get emotional, but I, I actually felt bad. I don't know why. I'm, I'm just weird, I guess. They're all dead. We survive. The best of the podcast continues. And thank you to my friends over at TC Paintball for being on board with this show. Online at tcpaintballgr.com. Rick and the crew do an amazing job. Book a party at TC Paintball, man. You get the crew together, bachelor party, uh, the, the local kids, bachelorette party, I don't care. Uh, team building for work, TC Paintball. You will have so much fun. You are hosted in your parties. You got referees and professionals. And, uh, yeah, that's all you need to do is walk into the door, and you're all set, okay? One price gets you the paint, uh, the gun, the mask, and any add-ons that you want, including maybe a little bit more protection if you're worried about, ah, oh, man, I don't want to get, uh, get a welt. Zane's always complaining about that. Yeah, you might, you might get nicked. But it's no big deal, really. Uh, buy the extra armor then, or I should say rent it. And uh, that yeah, that uh, way you don't have to worry about uh, any of that. All at TC Paintball, GR.com in Grand Rapids, Michigan for TC Paintball. And while I'm at it, my friends at Cornhole America, CornholeAmerica.com. This makes a great gift for Dad for Father's Day. Go online, CornholeAmerica.com. And just check it out, man. You can uh, uh, upload whatever design you want onto a set of cornhole boards. Anything at all. Maybe a picture of his favorite daughter. Wouldn't that be great? Cornholeamerica.com. On with the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. A trip to freaking Mire. My God. This was, uh, this was kind of a mess. Story goes like this. Diana says, can you stop and get some things at the store? She goes, we need cereal. And before I can get out the words, okay, I'll go to Aldi. And she says, not that Aldi cereal either. Now, as you know, I've gone back and forth about the Aldi cereal. To me, it's it's fine. It tastes great. It costs, It's like nothing to buy. They like pay you. You get like uh, two or three boxes of the Aldi cereal. You go to the insanely fast checkout, and then they give you five bucks in the cereal. By the way, if you haven't noticed, I got a monster, another round of monster canker sores. God, bit my lip about a week ago, and it's turned into these 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 uh, horrible, painful, ridiculous canker sores. I hate them. So I, uh, she goes, no, 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 none of that Aldi cereal. I'm like, oh, God, here we go. So uh, I go, okay, I'll go to Meyer. I noticed that in the cereal aisle, they're having a sale. And it goes like this. You pay, if you were to buy a box of like Lucky Charms, going to cost you like two forty nine. But if you buy five of the various cereals, like that's in front of you, it could be Lucky Charms, could be, uh, you know, whatever, whatever other uh, cereals they have. Uh, if you buy five, each box is a dollar off. You see? See how they do that? Now, now the, the boxes are small. It's like the size of one of those, uh, you know, single serving ones. There's not a lot of cereal in them, but I'm like, all right. Fine, I'll get you. I'll get the damn cereal. Uh, which, by the way, I did not go. Th- I did not. I could eat all five boxes in one sitting if I chose to. Which, by the way, I did not have a cataclysmic uh, uh, breaking of the diet yesterday. This is, has nothing to do with that. I go, all right. Well, I'm going to get the five. So I'm like, all right. Uh, Madison would like this, and uh, she would like this. She would like this. Which, by the way, uh, it, it's just spectacular uh, that I that I am providing sugar cereal to my family you know basically just eating candy because when i was a kid my mother never ever ever bought anything acceptable to eat in the morning about the uh most sugary thing we could eat 
was like life with like little sprinkles of cinnamon on it. You know, she used to buy like uh, uh, back then they they really didn't put a lot into the artwork for generic cereals for the for the poor kids like my mom or like uh, me and my brother and and uh, and and our family. It was just a white box with a red stripe that said flakes on it or O's. And so you get this shit and you put it in the bowl and you get a gigantic thing of sugar and you're just you're just pouring the sugar on there just to just to uh, deaden the taste to some degree. And uh, fast forward to now and it's like I wouldn't I would never ever feed my family anything but full on sugar cereal. Anything less is sinful in my opinion. Buy your kids flakes. I mean, who the hell goes and buys corn flakes and gives them to their kids? Holy crap. Anytime I try to uh, eat any cereal that isn't loaded with sugar, I end up going to the pantry, getting the sugar bowl, and just dumping the sugar onto the cereal. What's the point of any cereal that isn't loaded with sugar? It's supposed to be. Okay. So anyway, I get the five boxes. I feel good about this. Uh, you know, I'm only going to spend uh, a, a buck forty nine a box after the rebate. I go to the cash register, running them through. One box, two box, three box, four box, five box. The fifth box rings up. I look to see if the uh, electronic thing is going to take a dollar off. You know, once it counts five, it's going to take it off automatically. It doesn't. What the hell? And I see that uh, the last box that I scanned was not two forty nine. It was like four dollars. It was not one of the select bunch of cereals. So I'm like, ah, oh, shit! I screwed this up. Uh, if you don't have the uh, the right cereal, well, then it's not gonna it's not gonna uh, to come back to uh, give you the uh, discount. So I'm like, ah, oh, shit. So, uh, you know, there's, this is the area where there's like uh, uh, six of those checkouts and, uh, and, and one person works there to oversee them all, usually a young person. I go, hey, um, this is what happened. I don't want this one. And I'm going to go back and put it back on the shelf and get another one. And he goes, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, all right, no problem. Do you want me to uh, uh, suspend the order? I go, well, that, you know, however you want to work it, but I'll be back in like two minutes. And he's like, okay. I walk all the way back to the aisle. I put the more expensive box back and I grab the right box. I walk all the way back. Uh, and the guy has now moved to another part of the store, but I see him. And he goes, hey, um, I'm over here now. I told so-and-so all the information, and she's going to handle it. I go, no problem. Thank you, sir. You know, I'm being my usual charming self. Uh, I, I look like a homeless person, uh, as always. The way I look now, with like this uh, 1980s shirt and, and this hat on and, and, these, and these sweatpants, this is what I wear every day. This is my business gear. And, uh, you know, I got a scarf. I'm all bundled up. And I'm walking through the store with this box of Lucky Charms. I get back over to the cash register. Uh, she has, uh, she's there and she's got, like, all my orders that I rang up on, like, one receipt. She, like, did some magic. And she goes, all right, I'll, I'll log you back in. And she scans the receipt. My order pops up. And she goes, okay, now just scan the box that you're putting in there now and you will get the rebate. Okay. Scan the box. No rebate. You know why? Because I didn't have one box of the wrong cereal. I had two boxes of the wrong cereal. So I got to do the whole thing again. So now I was tempted to just say, oh, screw it. But no way, man. I'm as Dutch as Dutch get, especially in this day and age. Trying to run this household. I can't be blowing all this money. Now, this all would have been avoided if I could have just gone to Aldi and, and bought the poverty uh, cereal like my mom. But 
And it isn't like the, the cereal my mom used to get me because Aldi's awesome, as you know. It's, it's loaded with sugar. It's good stuff. But my kids don't buy it. They won't eat it. Diana won't eat it. I've tried to fool them. I, you, you know all about the Eric Zane Show great cereal scam. All right. So I have to tell, explain to this young lady who's laughing at me now that I have to go do that all again. I walk all the way back with the rogue cereal box that I don't want, put it back on the shelf, get another box of the $2.49 variety, come all the way back. Oh, this took so long. I was, she thought I was, she probably, there's probably a message board at Meyer, like an online message board to share your horror stories. And the number one, horror story for the week has to be this fuck you i'm trying to help you motherfucker and the number two has to be me because of all of this i leave finally took way too long by the way i ran into a radio guy there uh brad allen who works over at thunder 107.3 that's right he is on the country station uh, for Cumulus, he is uh, he's a really, really nice guy. Uh, so we uh, we talked radio, not for your ears. And uh, I walk out the store. Now, I've got with me, I stopped, and uh, you know how you can get those rotisserie chickens, which just, I mean, talk about, boy, those smell and look so good. They look good at any stage. They look good when you walk by that enormous oven at the deli where there's like 30 chickens spinning golden. You ever see that? Talk about a uh, a selling point. And when you walk through and smell appropriately seasoned uh, uh, cooking rotisserie chicken, it's like, what? what is going on? Stop everything. You just want to, I'll buy them all. Give me all the chickens. Oh my gosh. You can't beat the price like five and a half bucks. I've got one of those uh, Showtime rotisseries here, but uh, in a pinch, you go and you get uh, you get one of those damn this isn't a this isn't a commercial for Meyer, by the way. I mean, but for a guy like me who works from home, a trip out is a big deal. A trip to Meyer is like, you know, Disney World, okay? Get the chicken. Look, I'm gonna eat the hell out of this chicken. Diana and I are going to eat like a king and a queen tonight. We're going to we're going to cut this chicken up. I'm going to have my five boxes of cereal that I got for buck 49. And we're going to eat the hell out of the chicken and that's going to be it, man. It's going to be awesome. This thing was marred by so many incidents. I get the food home. I'm going to cut up the chicken. My wife has this problem I've told you about before, but it's been a while since I've talked to you about it, so I'll just remind you. She has an issue where her her food where the food goes down. I think that's called the esophagus, right? Food tube. Yeah. When she eats certain foods, it gets stuck, and it's not good. And what she has to do is she has to go barf. So uh, I I cut her a drumstick. I cut her a thigh. And she's sitting there, and she's talking to me. All of a sudden, she stops talking to me. I look up, and I look at her, and her eyes are watering. I'm like, uh-oh. Might be, it's, this might be happening right now. Here we go. She puts down her fork. She goes like this. She taps on her chest, which means it's stuck. It's lodged. I'm like, oh, man, poor thing. It's going to wreck her dinner. She's got to go barf. This was so bad at one point. That um, a couple of years ago, same thing happened, and for extended time, it's lodged, and so at a one at a, after about a half an hour of her like trying to resolve the problem, if you know what I mean, she goes, "I want to go to the emergency room." I go, oh, "Well, all right, let's do it." So we get in the car. 
Now, the whole time I got an urge to just like crack her on the back and maybe that'll knock it free, but I said, no, I better not do that. We're in the car and we were barely out of the neighborhood. And, it just, but, and before we left, I go, you better get a bag just in case. So she's got like this bag and she, or she looks like shit. She feels terrible. And all, all of a sudden, I'm not kidding you. We're, we're out of the neighborhood by like 10 feet. She goes, <coughs> oh, sorry, O'Neal. And it goes flying out of her mouth into the bag. She's just, and, uh, and she goes, oh, thank God. Okay, let's go home. I go, really? That's it? She goes, yeah, I don't need to go now. So all the, all the while, I'm like, wait, she actually went and got a consultation about getting this taken care of. I think you can go in and get it like stretched. You get like your esophagus stretch. I go, look, you don't need a doctor. I can do that right here at home. So she's in the bathroom barfing. This is bad. All right. She comes back. I'm guessing she's done eating. I'm like, good thing we got lots, lots more chicken. I'll, uh, I'll put it in your lunch tomorrow. Just go to bed. She didn't. She hasn't felt good all week either. So this has been. This is a rough, rough uh, uh, span for her. I cut up the rest of the chicken. Now I'm pretty good at cutting up a chicken. I can get get through it quite well with uh, with 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 very little meat on the bones. But the dogs are milling around. First of all, the cat is uh is licking the container that it came in. The cat's losing his mind, Milo, because he's like, oh, this is great. I'm in heaven. So I ripped off the couple couple of pieces, put it in his bowl. He loves that. That's good news. He's happy. Meanwhile, the vultures over here are kind of lurking around. And I'm like, ah, oh, shut up. So, you know, I uh, re- the remaining food, I, I, I separate the breasts. I, I, uh, I take the tenders off of the breasts. So I'm, I'm laying this out, the rest of this chicken, and uh, I got this uh, carcass, and it's a bad idea to take the carcass and just throw it in the trash because of this guy right here, O'Neal. And uh, so what the, the thing is, is I go and I got the carcass in the can, and the can is full, so the carcass is right on top, so we got to get rid of this. So I, I take the, the bag out of the can, and you know where this is going, don't you? How often have I talked to you? about him o'neill and how i fall for this every single time i'm making a sandwich i walk away from the counter for one second he gets on his hind legs grabs the sandwich it's gone i've got uh one half of a breast two of the tenders i've got a thigh a wing and a drumstick the rest we've eaten and diana's puked up so what's left of the chicken is there. It's a lot. I have the bag with the carcass, and I go and I put it into the trash, which is outside. It takes me 30 seconds. I come back, and I'm like, what the fuck did I do with that chicken? And it hasn't yet dawned on me what you already know now. I'm like, did I put it in the fridge? Where the fuck is the chicken? I go walking out of the fridge, and I go, and then I and then it dawns on me and I hear I'm like, oh no, man. No, 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 no. I turn around and he's 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 licking his chops. It's gone. It it's already consumed. And the dick has knocked the whole thing off of the counter to 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 fucking Robin Hood it and share the wealth with this dick, dick number two, uh Bruce. Dick three is Daisy. She's not, I mean, well, you know, they, O'Neill did the whole thing. He's the only one that can reach a counter. So he takes a stupid lion sized paw and just clears off the counter and all the shit, all the chicken tumbles on the ground. And they went, they went nuts and ate it all. There's chicken grease on the floor. It's all slippery as shit. I got to get out the Clorox wipes and scrub the floor. So it doesn't, you don't slip and it's, it's, it's more slippery than like ice at Van Andel. From the chicken grease. And the dogs are now full. I mean, my dogs don't eat people food ever. Very, very rarely. And if I do, it's just a little bit because it wrecks them. So this is uh, this is devastating. They're going to shit the cage now because they've got a ton of chicken in them. So this is just a shit show.
I didn't say a word. I was like, man, O'Neal, are you kidding me? So that was uh, that was that was an extended adventure. All I wanted to do: get cereal, get chicken, eat chicken, go to bed. My wife ends up barfing the chicken up. The rest, I had one piece. The rest of this awesome chicken, which I was really looking forward to eating, is consumed by the dogs. Uh, it's he is so he has such an eye on me when I am preparing food, O'Neal. It's like he's like, man. As soon as you take one step away, I gotta put a. I should put a camera in there. We'll call it the O'Neill cam. And whenever I'm making food, it it's triggered, and it just goes off as I'm making food. And the second I walk away, that little dick comes in there and takes it. That's it. The best of the podcast, folks. Thank you very much for checking it out. The show will be back with fresh shows coming up on Tuesday. I guess that would be what June one. Is that right? Hell, I don't even know. Today is it? Uh, yes, it would. Tuesday, June 1, back with live shows. All right, folks, talk to you later. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.